She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. We know that Scott was some sort of fucker. Scott, Drew, Adam, Andrew, they're all the fucking same names. A cut scene in which the three of them have sex together. She knew he'd put the moves on. I don't think your husband did it. Kelly's a good girl. It feels like it was foreplay for them. Hasta luego, fuckers. Did you take your meds today? You too, bitch! What the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I get to say that. As the person that's normally that person, what the <laughs> fuck was that? I don't know. I wanted to do something different, and then I couldn't think of something to do different. And then I was like, I'll do it like <laughs> normal, but I didn't. So it's an in between. Ta da! I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sleepy. I had an MRI this morning. It, I'd be early at ass crack of dawn. Yeah, I'd be there at 6 30 a.m. So I'm, I'm sleepy. Mm, well, um, we've had a busy couple of months. So, besties, this yeah. is the second episode. Second episode. But it's not. It's the first episode. <laughs> well, last week we had an episode where we had a guest, so we couldn't really talk about what we did off pod during the summer because mm -hmm. we didn't want to, like, be weird with our guest. I mean, she would be totally out of the loop. No offense, but right. she's probably not a book bestie as hardcore as we're book besties. <laughs> Although, to be fair, she does own a booktube channel, so, yeah, so she she's does a little read bit busy. all the time, and she has spent her summer at least... Once a week, her, her summer with me. So. Yeah. so she knows us. She just doesn't know us. Right, right, right. Um, We didn't want to waste her time either. Right, so, right. The biggest news, I have a big girl job. I know. I'm, I'm so exhausted. happy for you. It was I am a, a exhausted. long summer of interviews and applying for jobs. And, and getting jobs. And then them, I had, like, guys, you don't even understand. Like, I had at one time four jobs. Four jobs. And they all collapsed. And you're not they, working at any of them. I'm not working at any of them. All four <laughs> offered me positions. And then, like, within a week, all four crumbled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started the whole process over again. And mm -hmm. then I had three job offers. And that's how I landed weird. at this one. I'm, so I'm you okay over there? No, I feel like I look weird. I, like, curled my hair, but it's not, like, look, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, you have a big girl job. I'm excited for you. It's only two days a week. I don't, um, it's just This is the first time that you've worked since you separated from the Coast Guard. Yes, this is my first, like, job out in the world. Yeah. And you people with, like, the grown-up jobs and putting on the pants and stuff, that shit's exhausting. I wear skirts. Okay, well... You know what I mean. Putting I on the real clothes. I have yeah. leggings on right now. Like, I can't do that at work. <laughs> I mean, you can if you work my job. I just put I them mean, under my skirt. She she literally <laughs> doesn't care. Like, I came in yesterday in a beetle. But I also yesterday was, like, super, like, dead to the world. I slept like shit. I, I'm having sinus issues. Like, mm. the weather in Maryland's been fucking insane. Oh, yeah. We're having the same weather here in Virginia because we're not like, far from you. It was 100 degrees yesterday. Yes. And then a week ago, it was 50. Yeah. The hurricane came through and it was just, yeah. Ugh, we, so yeah. in addition to you getting a job, some things that I did this summer besides my job, which is 
super I mean, you busy. You did in the do summer. your grown up job. Yes. Um, nurse Katie and I just on a whim decided to do what we called Smut Girl Summer. It was so good. And now it has to be an annual thing. I think it does. We, we've thing. already talked about doing it again. So basically. I might participate next summer now that I have like my life together. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. We'd love to have you. Um, it wasn't for Pod. We just wanted to read. Katie and I love romance novels. Love. Probably more than you do because, and we have more of a variety of romance novels that we like. Like, I, uh, we like romanticy, which I know you don't really like. I, um, and you like historical romance, and I don't like that. I Katie like a touch of more realism. Me, but, yeah. I like a touch of realism in my romance. I want I it happily ever after. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how it happens. It can be an alien, a monster. It can be whatever you know like a normal guy a fairy i just want to happily ever after so my sister-in-law has been posting that she's on her fourth read of the authority of roses series Mm -hmm. and i go ma'am i have a podcast you need a different series (laughs) she goes i know but i don't know where to go but it's so good and think of how many times we read twilight like that's i know know. so 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 katie and i did you take your meds today i did (laughs) this is medded i'm just being awesome yeah, that's the word. For this it. is what awesome looks. Shut up. <laughs> I love you. And by the way, Matt's asked me today if I've taken my meds. Oh, good. So we're in for a long episode. Um, oh, shit. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> you too, bitch. Like- I did not mean to do that. I was grabbing my fidget. Um, okay, so Katie and I, we read. Uh, so the plan was to read. Um, I think it was to read four books a month, uh-huh. but we ended up reading um, so many. We didn't read four. We read, read a lot. We we started in, did we start in June? I don't June remember. July. We read nine books is what it ended up being. Um, and uh, read a lot. We, I started a spreadsheet where we just both added books that we were interested in, books that were already on our physical TBR. And then we picked from there. And, um, I mean, we had some real winners on there. Um, I, I and some real trash kids. Oh, my gosh. I, I love Katie, but she did not pick good books. <laughs> you know what, though? That's what I love about Katie. And, Katie, you're going to hear, I, I love you. You will read anything. She will you read are, anything. You are a reader that gives every book a chance. And she you also reads literally, so fast. So fast. You literally do not book a, judge a book by its cover. No. Literally. She's we, the definition we, of that. We were reading. And I love you for it. We were reading um, a book a week just for Smart Girl Summer. She was also reading like four or five books at a time. I don't know how she does it, but. I don't either. It's like. So my favorite so one that we read this summer. And I love you. <laughs> my favorite one we read this summer and Katie's too was Archer's Voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to try to add that to pod for next season and maybe have Katie come on, um, because we really loved it and we want you to read Force it. Force me to read I it. I don't think you will otherwise. Um, <laughs> so that one, and then, uh, L Kennedy's the deal, which I just bought the rest of the series today. Um, it was so fucking good. It's one I've seen on the socials a lot, but it's college students. And I was like, how am I going to feel reading about college kids banging? But there's a depth to the story that isn't college. Hmm. And um, there's a care that is that the main male character has with the main female character that you just don't see a lot. And and I really liked it. Really? Um, 
And then we had some really bad ones. Uh, we read the first book in, I think it's called Shadow Shifters or something. It's yeah. supposed to be like werewolves and it's called Rejected and it was awful. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. Um, like and, bad writing or bad content? Yes, yes both. Yeah. And Katie read the second book in the series. It's a trilogy. Like she read the second book because she wanted like it ends on like a cliffhanger. Um, and then when the second book ended on a cliffhanger, she was like, I don't care enough to read the third one. Um, and the same thing with A Touch of Darkness. Um, that that I was weary about that one anyway, because um, I'm not a big I love mythology, but I'm not a big fan of the Hades and Persephone story. I don't find it cute or romantic. I don't want to retell it. And then it was a retelling told in modern day, but the gods had come back, but still they have like everyone in the community has like names of people from ancient Greece. Like, why would, why would that, why would that make a comeback? No, it wouldn't. So um, yeah, it, it was not for me, including I, reading the second one in that too. Huh? I can't talk. I literally have a character named Janice in my Janice movie. isn't, Janice isn't Achilles. Right. Oh no, he wasn't right. Achilles. What was his name? Um, I don't remember now, but. But he goes by Jan in my book, but still. Like, I, I mean, I don't alter the names in my mythology book, but I'm also feeding mine to kids, right? Yeah, it, like it, that's it was not, it was not good. It was not good. And so Judy read the second one in that series too. And then she was like, no, I don't care enough to finish this series either. <laughs> so, so we appreciate you doing the hard work for others, Katie. Yeah. You're a good I asked her if there was anything I needed to know from him and she was like no they're awful <laughs> I was like cool um so that was really fun that was something that Katie and I did together and it's all over our social media so uh, actually You'll Instagram and Facebook I didn't post the things to TikTok although I think I did post like a couple reels to TikTok but if you want to know what we did for Smut Girl Summer scroll through our Instagram um there'll be a picture of me and Katie and then a description of each and we give a review of the books um, and we didn't agree on all of them. So you no. can get both sides. No. Um, and then you and I did something fun. We did. And you know what? I We do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, everybody we needs to know. We haven't done it in a few years, though. We haven't. But this is the tradition for April and I. Mm -hmm. And the last time her and I, like, the last time you and I really did this hard is mm -hmm. when I, it was that night I got really hammered and wrote the 89K book afterward. Yeah. <laughs> but we did one of the best things you can do with your bestie. Yes. Rewatch the Twilight series. Yes. And we do it distantly. So we basically text each other, okay, when your phone hits this time, hit play. Mm -hmm. So we end up being a few seconds off because, I mean, that's just the way it Our works. Our synced up completely. But after that, like, yeah. tiny was... But we were close. We but were close the whole time. And then we were texting each other. And I didn't text you this, but I want to share this on pod. Okay. I want to share with you what is my biggest pet peeve oh. of the series, of the movie series. And no, it's not the blue the lighting. It's not the, va the vampire cell has sperm. The vampire sperm is my biggest pet peeve with the books. This is my biggest pet peeve with oh, the, the movies. movies. Oh, I, I think I know what it is. It's not the blue lighting. It's not Alice's the, hair. It's not Alice's hair and it's not Bella's hair either. It's not Jasper's accent coming and going. This is what it is. That's disgusting. This is what it is. Oh boy. In the first Twilight movie, when Bella goes to the Cullen's house for the first uh -huh. time, they are making her Italiano because her right. name is Same. Isabella. Right. 
And while they're in the kitchen and she mentions that she's not, she's already, you know, she's like, oh yeah, sure. I'm hungry. And he's like, she's already eaten. And she's like, yeah, because I know you guys don't eat. And then Rosalie breaks a bowl and steps on it. Perfect. Right. The actress, Nikki Reed, who plays Rosalie is wearing gloves. The only fucking reason that Rosalie is wearing those motherfucking gloves is so she can break that motherfucking bowl. Could they not get a bowl that was made of sugar candy like they do for most breakaway windows and things like that and have her break that without gloves? Seriously. Why is she wearing gloves? Why? So out of context. Why is she wearing gloves? So out of context. Rosalie is not a glover. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. not a fashion Mm-mm. choice. Mm-mm. It's not something no. that, like, that, no. you know, like... Uh, And every single time I see it, I'm like, who made that choice? I have a feeling it was probably Nikki that she was like, I don't want to break this without some protection. But dude. dude. Right. But like if they gave her plastic that they knew would break and look Mm -hmm. like glass, why couldn't they have done the sugar? The sugar ones. They could have like, totally done the sugar ones. And it, I don't know how she would have broken it, broke, breaking it. I don't know how she would have broken it if it wasn't made of sugar anyway. Like right. it looked like a Pyrex dish and you're not breaking right. those with your hands. Fuck no. I mean, unless you drop them on the ground. So second. <laughs> oh, I have one too. Second biggest go. pet peeve for me is in um, Breaking Dawn part one. Uh-huh. When they are getting married, when Bella and Edward are getting married if you look just off to the left, so over Bella's shoulder, you'll notice that the actress whose name escapes me right now, who plays Esme, sat wrong on her dress. And so she moves the dress and then looks at the director to make sure that we shouldn't cut. I never noticed that! You will not be able to unsee it now. I have now made it something that everyone will see. <laughs> so... There I don't go. know. There's there's a lot of problems with that film. Oh yeah, like, like budget like alone. In the first movie where Bella goes, "What is going on? Do you want to case through? We all know you're a better actress than that. She, Come on, we know. I mean, you've been nominated for freaking Academy Awards in Austin. She has won what is the equivalent of an Oscar in France. She's only the second American in history to ever win it. She's very talented. Very talented. They really fucked her. They really did. But what bothers me, okay, right now after our rewatch, the mm-hmm. thing that bugs me the most mm-hmm. out of that complete series mm-hmm. is the waste of funds. They yeah. had made so much money on those films. Yeah. So much fucking money on those films. So much and money. did we spend any money on computer graphics? I mean, they did. Did we spend wolves. a fucking, no, they're not even good wolves. Come on, you know those. I think they do a good job with the wolves. It's the fake baby that gets me. The, like, the baby, the wolves, it's just nothing. Mm, no, they, they could have did this more seamless. That was awful. But I get to say this this time. Hey, we're almost 20 fucking minutes in. No, it's only 15. You want to talk about a So respectfully, marriage? fuck you. Yes, let's talk about this. Okay, this is my pick this week, guys. Yeah, The Perfect, perfect marriage, marriage by Geneva Rose. Okay, so I'm doing this week a little different. Um, okay. Guys, before I do a synopsis, yeah. we are doing spoilers this episode. Yeah. You, our new peeps, we do spoilers every episode. Yeah. It's what we always have fucking done. We don't Come, always let you know because we but, always do it. 
This book has a massive spoiler. We yeah. are going to be talking about this massive spoiler. This is a mystery thriller. So this we're going book, to tell you what happened in the end. We're going to give you the because, plot twist. Because I'm talking about it at the top of this episode too, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, it affects mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, whole storyline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you don't want to hear what happens in this book, mm -hmm. take this from us. Read this fucking book. And then come back. And then come right back. Because yeah. this book, god damn, woman. God damn. This is not even my genre, and I liked it. No. I that's what I told Matt. That's what I told Matt. I go, Matt, April liked it. He goes, yeah. she hates horror and thrillers. And I go, mm -hmm. I know. I do. So, okay. Yeah. So, I really, I really liked this one. So, so what I'm saying don't be coming to mind to me on Apple or, or Insta or yeah. TikTok about how I ruined this book for you. This came out in 2020. This is her first book. Geneva Rose is super huge on TikTok. Her like, second book is out now. But yeah, She's got like a handful of them. They're all like, there's so many out right now. But the reason I know her is because of TikTok, but I want to talk yeah. about that. So synopsis. Yeah, so... so this is your last warning. We don't yeah. mind if you skip an episode because you don't want it to be spoiled. I have a few coworkers that listen to book besties and I'm, I'm always like, do not listen to that one until you read it. Like yeah. do not. I am. Okay. This is it guys. This is the this final is warning. Yeah. Big, big spoilers in this episode. Yeah. That's it. Synopsis. Synopsis. In Geneva Rose's debut novel, a perfect marriage. We meet Sarah and Adam Morgan. The, on their 10-year anniversary. Sarah's life is pretty great. She's one of the top defense attorneys in D.C. Mm -hmm. She's a name partner at her firm. Mm -hmm. And she has a loving husband that has just... And they've just decided to start a family together. Adam doesn't see things that way. Adam, four years her senior, saw a brief glimpse of fame and glory when his books had some mild success a few years ago. And now he's a struggling author who spends his free time at their second home mm -hmm. out in the wood cabin in the woods, drinking scotch, writing, and sleeping with his mistress, having an affair. Mm -hmm. um, things turn sideways the night things turn sideways when Adam is arrested the day after their anniversary and accused of murdering his mistress, Kelly. Little does anyone know that this isn't her name and her lies and her life seems to just drag him deeper into trouble. Her husband, Scott, a cop, doesn't seem to be helping the situation at all. As the book goes on, we get deeper into the, this murder mystery, mm -hmm. suspense, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. We meet Adam's mother, who is cold, awful to Sarah and just yeah, she plastic. She a bitch. Michael, the gay BFF of Sarah, who's also an attorney, who is a lobbyist for the wealthy oilers, of course. Um, her assistant slash friend, Anne, who's always by her side, a very faithful Anne. And Bob, a fellow lawyer from her firm, who is always at Sarah's heels, trying to gun for her job, take everything she has and built up and just always coming at her. And then there's the local sheriff. Sheriff Ryan Stevens, who doesn't seem to believe anything that's going on or anyone. Mm -hmm. He's the suspicious of all of us. Mm -hmm. So, ready for this? Yeah. All right. Ooh, I just realized something that I had forgotten. I'm going to write a note to myself. Okay. I want to get to the ending of this book. I want to get... Bleh. 
I want to get the ending out of the way before we talk about anything else. This twist was huge and it will affect everything we talk about from here first. Oh, I even wrote this in. Spoilers, guys. Fucking spoilers in all caps. We learn in the very last pages, minutes, depending on what you listen to, audiobook or physical mm -hmm. book, that Sarah and Bob planned all of this. And the assistant. And the assistant. They did everything together. Mm -hmm. It was meticulously thought out mm -hmm. and just... It, it was perfection in my mind. Sarah um, covered him in a tarp and then stabbed his mistress repeatedly. Did this shock you? Was this a good twist? Oh, fucking amazing. So I was listening to this book as an audiobook. And usually my audiobooks, I don't listen to audiobooks when I'm home. Like they are, uh -huh. well, they're when I'm getting ready and they're when I'm in the car um, because I have a longer commute. Yeah. Um, but I was so close to the end. I told Tom, I was like, I have like two hours left in this. This is, I, I can't. I it's, have to know what happens. It's spectacular. This book to me had a lot of Gone Girl vibes. It had the dual narration that you get from Gone Girl. It had the um, unreliable narrators. It had mm -hmm. the what the fuck is happening. You never knew what the truth no. was. You never knew. And every one of these motherfuckers lied because I know you don't have a questions about the question about this, but the third set of DNA was the sheriff. Yeah. So the woman, the mistress, what was her name? Uh, Kelly. Kelly had slept with three men in at least a 24-hour period. Because, Nasty. Huh? Nasty. Yeah, that's three penises, ladies. That's a lot of penises. That's a lot of penis. That's a lot of penises. Um, and, you know, sperm can live in your body for like 24, 48 hours. So they found three different people's sperm in her. Who else was she sleeping with? The, the sheriff. If no, I mean, like, I mean, like, if there were three in her. Her husband, who, the sheriff. And, no, but what I'm saying is if they found who three, okay, yeah, yeah. who else? Like, yeah. like, you're telling me there was only three? I doubt that. Yeah. She's, I feel like Kelly, I know we didn't get much of this character, but I feel like she was playing angles. Oh, I she feel like Kelly was, was always playing her angles. Her first husband was murdered in the same way that she ends up being murdered. Stabbed <laughs> the same number of times. Karma's a bitch! Uh -huh. And um, it, it she's charged with murder and they end up losing something and so the trial basically gets thrown out and it's implied pretty that her husband's that her, husband, her current husband helped her. He was a cop yeah. then and he... Mm -hmm. um, hid the evidence or whatever to get her off. But he, she was telling him, she was telling Scott that her husband was beating her. And, and she's she telling, was telling, she was telling, um, what's our main guy? What's his name? Adam. She was telling Adam that Scott was beating her. So she's just pinning just, people against each other. This girl right. is cray cray. Well, she's manipulative. Oh yeah. She's For probably, sure. she's probably a bit of some sort of like, psychopath psycho sociopath yeah. something like that, something like that. She's, she's cray cray um and the assistant um this is what I, the thought i had that i had forgotten about i know you re-listened to this so i because you were writing questions you wanted yeah. to try to find the the things that linked together yeah um at the very beginning of the book uh the assistant what is her name her name is Anne. 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 um 
and and Sarah, they go out together that night from work. Yeah. And um, the next morning, Anne says something to her about, I'm sorry, things got weird last night. And she's like, it's okay. It happens. I totally thought that Anne is so cray cray obsessed with Sarah. That she they kissing her? Kissed her while they were yeah. drunk. That's, That's what, what I was thought thinking. Happened. I but thought. No. Those I thought this murdered somebody. I thought I thought Anne was like single white femaleing her. Didn't I text you that? I yeah. feel like the assistant is involved somehow. She has got seriously single white single female, white female vibes. vibes. I am um, this twist. This is coming from me. I can predict this shit. This is my genre. Mm-hmm. This is my jam. Mm-hmm. Usually, I know where this shit is going. Geneva, ma'am, you stumped me. Yeah, and usually, and that's why I don't usually like this genre, because I usually can figure out where it's going. So when it surprises me, me, I'm like, damn. And that's how I felt about Gone Girl, too. Mm -hmm. Um, When that book, when I got to the chapter where she was alive, I was like, holy Holy shit. shit. Yeah. This woman's crazy. Yeah. Um, Geneva Rose is new to us at Pod. Yeah. While she hits the sweet thought of genres for me. Yeah. She isn't your normal speed. Right. What did you think of her writing style? If you put her on pot again, I would be fine with that. Like, it I want to really good. I want to, I'm going to reach out. Geneva, your romance. I want it. We want it. Please. She has a romance novel? She's got one coming out. I know. I fell in love with her on TikTok. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen this, her husband, Scott, which. Of course, she made a character after her husband's name. If you watch them at all on TikTok. That's not his name. Her husband's name is Scott. It's Drew. Drew. Her husband's name is Drew. Drew. Scott is the guy who, like, harasses Her husband's name is Drew. I'm sorry. I keep mixing them up. It's just, all these names are the fucking same. I'm sorry. Scott, Drew, Adam, Andrew. They're all the fucking same names. Anyways, (laughs) I fell in love with them on TikTok during the pandemic when Mm -hmm. her husband watched Twilight for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he lost his ever-loving fucking mind. After you mentioned that in last week's episode, I did a deep dive and watched the whole series of him watching TikTok or watching Twilight on TikTok. And he literally like pauses the video and just starts laughing. And my favorite one is when he calls out uh, Bella for not caring that Jacob imprinted on her daughter but caring more that he gave her the nickname Nessie. That's the one. That is the one. He's yes. like, oh, it's okay for a pedophilia, but we can't be the Loch Ness fucking monster! I laughed so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. Anyways, like, both like are- his, my, my other favorite was his reactions to the fight scene that wasn't yes. When he realized it was not real, he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That was all of us, Drew. Yeah. That was all of us. Well, we read it. And so we were going, what is happening? Why did they change this? My my favorite. sobbing that Carlisle I know, me too. I'm like, Carlisle's dead. Carlisle can't be dead. Why is Carlisle dead? And Matt leaned over and goes, is this supposed to happen? Get away from me! No, it was not. But honestly, that that is one props I do give to the movie series. They there was no us. reason that the Volturi just left the field. No. The movie gave them a reason. They Although, fe- they in, in retrospect, it doesn't make sense. Alice can't see the future when the werewolves are involved. Or the... Or... or Renesmee. So, yeah. So, you get this. Even though I like that you gave a reason, you still get bullshit. <laughs> okay. Um, so we get dual narration in this 
book. Mm-hmm. Adam's POV and Sarah's POV. Yes. Did you think she did this well? Do you think both characters were filled out? I didn't believe either one of them. They were absolutely both hiding something. And even though they were both being forthcoming about things that they had done, they were, they were still full of shit. It was the perfect way to write an unreliable narrator. See, Adam, I think he was always telling us the truth. I think he was just an idiot who thought with his penis all the time. Mm Mm-mm. Um, so since you talked about that, let's talk about the re- unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, since I've already bit ruined the big twist, we are talking about the mechanisms of this book right now. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen this before. Is Sarah a reliable narrator? No, no. I mean, especially because we know in the end that she was actually the murderer and she made it seem like she was grieving that yes. her was having God. an affair. That Woman deserves an Oscar. And, and when Anne, when it actually comes out that Anne knew about the affair, affair and didn't tell Sarah. And they played that fucking, okay. I have yeah. a question about that scene. So okay, we're going to jump. I'll hold off on hold that. Off. But I didn't find, and I didn't find Adam to be a reliable narrator either. And the reason for me is because those gone girl vibes that I had. There was no way he was innocent. Even if he was telling us about the affair, even if he was telling us the vile things about him, there was no way. In the beginning of the book, when he leaves Kelly in the bed, he um, before he goes, he says, I touched her center and it was wet, but she didn't respond. So to he me- He literally put his fingers inside her vagina when she was sleeping and- didn't Well, she was dead it. at that point. Yeah. But how did he not get blood on himself? How, they never talk about him having bloody clothes or blood on his hands. There's no way that he got out of that bed without having blood on him. And you know what? Sarah knew. Sarah knew and just let him put fucking evidence everywhere. Not only that, but Sarah knew that he had spent the day fucking his mistress. Then she murdered his mistress. Then she slept with him to try to to make a baby. Well, to make a baby. I don't think she ever wanted a fucking baby. I thought she really was pregnant, though. I mean, and she was. I mean, yeah, but yeah, no. Kind of, but not really. Didn't she get pregnant? Don't they say that at the end of the book that she She had had a baby with Bob, but it was after the fact. Not those kids. She married Bob. She married Bob. Bob was a part of this. I know, but I don't remember that that's the person she married. She marries Bob after. I know Bob get married at the end. I didn't remember that that was the person that she married. I just got married. Yes, Bob. 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 And they didn't want to raise Summer in the middle of DC. That's what it says. But I could have sworn that um, yeah. that the baby was not Bob's. Yeah. So let's talk about Sarah a little bit. Okay. At first, we feel for her, right? Your first read of this book, mm-hmm. you're like, Jesus, this fucking sucks. This poor woman is going through some one of the worst things you can yeah. ever imagine fucking woman to go through she has Mm. to defend a cheating husband she has to pretend to believe him or she maybe she does believe i don't know at that point right i didn't believe him i can't believe that she believed him right and i was seeing the facts from him right and as we're going along through sarah's perspective you feel really bad for her right till that last five minutes that last right? chapter that's her last yeah. so the la- the end of the book is it, the last three chapters it's sarah's point of view where she's in the cell so adam Visiting is convicted him. of 
of murder and he is given the death penalty because Kelly was pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so With his it's a kid. Double, yes. And it's a double homicide. So um, he gets the death penalty. And so Sarah's in the cell with him saying goodbye. And she's doing this thing where she's at intervals of time. She's like patting. King. Yeah. And then, then she says, um, I know I'll be the last thing you think about or, or something about that. And, and I, I, I want to be the last thing you think about. Before you die, because because I, I wasn't. actually know what happened, basically. Yeah, and then he goes to you know be get his uh, yeah. um, death penalty, and then he starts thinking about it, and he's like, "Holy fuck, she did this to me," and she's sitting there watching him be put to death, and so she's making direct eye contact with him, and he's mm-hmm. looking at her while she's holding his crying mother's hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the very next day she marries the guy that helped plan the murder. <laughs> Who she already has children with. She purposely, she knew he wouldn't ever sign oh divorce gosh. papers. So she stopped trying. Oh my gosh. That woman is crazy. <laughs> Adam, we can tell, this is by the way, we're on question five. <laughs> Adam, we can tell, from, I mean, this book deserves it. Yeah. This, this book deserves, book. yeah. This is a good book. Adam, we can tell from the beginning of this book, he resents his wife. Mm-hmm. He seems jealous and spiteful, even in chapter four at the beginning. He's kind of from, a dick. He's awful to her. He's blaming like, the affair on her. And then his yeah. mom does that later, too. Like, if you would have been home, he wouldn't have cheated on you. No. He's the, she's the mom that, you know, came and did his laundry every week at college kind of Ugh. mom, you know. That's gross. Um, That's gross. She buys him Lunchables and Gushers. Because she doesn't know him. And his um, mistakes. Yeah. From the way he talks about her all the times, she's a saint. And then other times he resents her. She he either thinks Sarah hangs the moon or Sarah's the devil. There's no in between for this man when it comes to his wife. Was there anything surprising about this character for you or his storyline? Like, no were you surprised because- at all that he was a cheater? No, not at all. Um, it feels like something that would happen in the world that they live in. He's not getting enough attention, neither from his wife nor his adored readers. He needs the white men. Yes, exactly. He needs the attention. So he needs to feel good about himself. So he picks up the slutty waitress. And I, I don't call women slutty very often. I don't either. You do you boo boo. But that girl was a hoe. But she, she, she was playing I, all of the men in her life. She was absolutely doing this. This, they're yeah. all every action. If we got this from Kelly's point of view, I bet you that every action she had was for a reason. I bet you she purposely got pregnant with him. I bet he's the only mm-hmm. man she tried to get pregnant with, yeah. and I bet you she was planning on blackmailing him. Yeah. So it wouldn't have. So, do you really think he loved both women? I think he thought he did. I don't think that man knows what love is. <laughs> I just don't. I, I I know people say, um, you know, I love both of them, whatever, when they have an affair. But I just don't think you can do that. Like, you Your can love leans. many, many people, but you can't love romantically multiple people. And, and, and that's not to judge people who are polyamorous. There are people that have that polyamorous or they have, you know, whatever. But polyamorous relationships and open marriages come with a lot of rules and the rules are usually you can't fall in love with the other person. Like it's boundaries. Right. And this wasn't that when you're sneaking around with somebody else 
you don't love the person that you're committed to. You don't. Yeah. Because you wouldn't no. do that to them. I, I don't think he knows what love is. Mm-hmm. I think he had a mom that catered to him. I think mm-hmm. he had a dad that was never there. And I think he thought he was going to have that life. Mm-hmm. I think he thought he was going to be a Times bestselling multi-million dollar right. author who had a wife that had around and waited on him hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And when he married her, she just wasn't that thing. Right. And so he got spiteful and mad and angry. And oh, something I want to talk about that we forgot to mention about the ending. She admits to killing her mom. Oh, yeah. Sarah killed her junkie mom. Yeah, we think the whole time that her mom uh, died from OD, um, and and she had one needle in her arm, and Sarah added a few. Um. So yeah. I so this is her that. second murder. Murder. She's, Maybe she's, that's why she's, she's such a good girl. motherfucking defense attorney. She can see the e- evil. Mm-hmm. In this rural town outside of D.C., like all rural towns outside of D.C., I would know I live in one. Um, but this one's in Virginia, where I live. Yeah, but literally, it's the same thing, just right. yeah. west. Um, yeah, west. Uh, but my point of this is that, are you surprised by the actions of the small town cops and no. behavior? No. The, the beating of him, the, the jumping over the table, hitting Sarah, like... Scott, the, the his partner, any of it. Are you surprised no, by any of it? No. And it's not just the small town vibes. I mean, that's what TV pert- portrays cop shows as as well. But it again, Gone Girl. Nobody trusts anyone. Everyone's, you know, suspicious. There's uh, blaming at everyone. It, her husband being a police officer. Um, I mean, of course, he's going to walk in and beat the shit out of the man who's been banging his wife because he's been abusing his wife. Well, that's so we think that's what we think. Although I don't it doesn't know. seem that she was actually being abused. Oh, who um, was doing, she was hitting herself. I don't think so. I actually think Bob somehow arranged it because, um, he was looking to get revenge on her mm-hmm. or maybe she really did just do what the, you know, fall or something because she did have bruises on her. Or maybe the sheriff liked things rough. And when he was banging her, he was being a little rough. I don't know. I don't know. We are not getting this. That's what bothers me the most about. Okay. That's my. I need everyone's story. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so enthralled in this. I am Mm -hmm. so wrapped up in all of this. Yeah. That. But I don't think. Okay, so I'm going to defend it. I don't think that there was a conclusion needed for everybody. We know that Scott was some sort of fucker because he, he ran away too yeah. yeah he didn't want to get caught up in all of it and he was pretty convinced that he was going to get pulled in so he just and he's, off. and he's and he's bound or, to or bob and sarah arranged for him to be killed too we, that, yeah. we don't know that could have been what happened but i mean he bound i mean he's bounced and rearranged to have a new name and new mm-hmm. job and he's yeah, disappeared he's been, before he's been as a cop in two different places but somehow he, two different names and two different just, names mm, right yeah. It, it just um, Don't that shit get flagged on a background check. Come on. I know. This murder we're on number seven, by the way. This I murder we're doing great. This is a good are. conversation about this book. There's a lot to say. This murder was well thought out and planned. Before the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Before we knew the truth. Mm-hmm. Who did you think it was? Um <laughs> You're gonna find this funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the sheriff. 
I did too. Mm-hmm. I thought so too. I, I, thought I had he was- my my two main people that I suspected were either the sheriff or Anne. That was okay. that was what I thought. So I I either thought Anne was like a long like a long shot guess for me. Mm-hmm. It was either the sheriff or Anne for me too, only mm-hmm. because I had that single white female thing in my yeah. back of my head, right? But I but- think she was more likely to kill. Adam than the mistress. Than the mistress. I think it was, the sh- I thought it was the sheriff because mm-hmm. like he kept saying, Kelly's a good girl. Kelly's a good girl. Kelly's a good girl. Like he was. I never way really too- trusted Scott. I don't he think was- your husband did it. He-, he was just way too invested. He was involving himself with Sarah a lot more than he should have. And he was trying to be like flirty with her. Yeah, and it was, it was just, it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, this one has multiple questions, so we'll just, I'll read it off and then we'll hit them Let's point go. by point. Let's do it. Was Kelly a victim in all this, or do you think she was going to set up Adam eventually the way she set up her first husband? Was Kelly, metter- mer- was Kelly murdered before she could do some real damage? I don't, I don't think we can definitively answer that. I mean, we can have an opinion on it, which is what we're here to do. But that's kind of like what we do. We talk about these people as I know, but real people. I, I feel like I don't have enough information about mm. her to make that decision because even though we're pretty confident that she killed her first wife, or first wife, first husband, that Maybe. doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that she was going to kill Adam or kill Scott. I don't know. I don't feel like we have enough information about her to do. I that, don't think okay. That. So I have a second theory or a different theory. Mm-hmm. I think Kelly was set up for her husband's murder by Scott. I think Scott was obsessed with her, dragged her away, disappeared them and had control over her. Then That's she kept possible. Then she kept telling everybody the same story. Scott controls me, he beats me, whatever. So the sheriff he she was using the sheriff and Adam to see who could get her out faster. Yeah. And I think her long game was playing these both men to see who she'd get pregnant by first mm-hmm. and see who would rescue her or fix the situation. And as things kept going and she started getting dirtier and dirtier, she just ended up being buried instead. I mean, that's definitely possible, Molly. I feel like we just don't have enough information about her. I don't think she would have stopped anything that she was doing because I truly think that she was a bit of a sociopath and um she was same always looking for someone to save her because she wanted attention yeah i'm just a baby Mm. um okay so next question it actually i need the book out for this so yeah between wrote that question like half ass i had to text you and like i knew what i meant you did but you have to ask me the question (laughs) (laughs) okay from chapter 42, 42 mm-hmm. is Scott, 43 is Sarah, mm-hmm. then, yes, and then 44 is, not Scott, it goes Adam, Sarah, Adam, from 42 to 44 to 45, okay? What is page? everybody caught up? Everyone playing the home game? What page? Uh, 238 I'm on. Okay. During this time frame in the book, you can see it's like near the end. Okay. Yeah. This is where I thought the climax, the, the true. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was all going to be court case. I truly did. I thought oh, this yeah. was yeah, all yeah. going to be trial. We so, don't get the trial. <laughs> no, we don't, which is fucking weird. But that's beside the point. Um, during this scene, what happens? He, okay. So backstory, 
he has a reporter helping him, Adam. Mm-hmm. The reporter is somebody else. Long story short. They're the report- uh, P.I. Yeah. Working for Scott, right? Mm-mm. Working for... She, Sarah tells him, tells Adam that the reporter is a P.I. working for Scott. But it was she was actually hired by Bob and Sarah to lead him in that direction. Right. Okay. I knew I couldn't, I couldn't remember the direction of that. There's just so many things. There's so many strings in this book. Mm-hmm. There's so many strings. So he finds out about the picture. He figures out who sent the picture. Because mm-hmm. he was had, okay? A week mm-hmm. before this all went down, he got a mysterious threatening letter. End it or I will. Ooh, right? Mm-hmm. So he figured out that the handwriting was Ant's. Was he so, so he loses his shit and Dry steals the car from the reporter mm-hmm. and takes off to dc to go confront ann because he is certain Which at this I point no why the fuck did he think it was a good idea to let that reporter come in and, and talk oh, to her and try to get because she's like he's oh i was a student he's an idiot his wife knew if she stroked his ego just a smidge and he'd open that door to be a woman mm-hmm. and it had to be a pretty woman because he mm-hmm. she knew he'd go and like she knew he'd put the moves on. Yep. Absolutely. She knew he'd put the moves on because absolutely. he's a fucking dog. Gross. So he steals her car. He races to the law firm. He comes in screaming. Remember, homie's on house arrest. Mm-hmm. He comes in screaming. The police are following him. And he's threatening Anne. You did it. You did all this. And he starts losing his shit. Mm-hmm. This was the high point of the book. Mm-hmm. This is when all of the characters in this whole storyline comes together. Yeah. I truly thought this was our big break in the book. Yeah. I thought this is where we were going to find out what really happened. Right. So this scene was a false, like it was a false aha for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Geneva really surprised us and really got us. What did you think of all this? Because she really played it hard. Mm -hmm. I thought, honestly sarah kept talking about how the his behavior was the behavior of someone who was guilty and trying to find a way out and i felt like that was absolutely how he was behaving yeah and, and a, oh he was looking for something to pass the buck right right it ended up being interesting because uh we find out that Anne knew longer than um sarah did about the affair. And, and Sarah feels very betrayed by that. Right. But I'll tell you, probably the best acting that Sarah does is how she seems to hate Bob. Mm-hmm. That he's some womanizer and some, like, asshole. Awful, and, trash can human yeah, being. Like, he like she audibly talks shit about him. Oh, yeah. She seems to really hate him. And she says these things to Anne, who even in the end we find out she knew about all of this. So the fact that she was like, it feels like they it was, were playing. It was, they, they were, were playing play acting. them. It feels were, like it was foreplay for them. They were, they were play acting, right? <laughs> I feel like because her and Anne were playing a game. Knowing that there were eyes constantly. So if somebody walked by her office and heard them talking shit about Bob, that wouldn't be surprising. There's absolutely a cut scene in which the three of them have sex together. (laughs) You think so? I think so. Um, So here, number 10. In the end, he's convicted. Are you surprised? 
and we get dual narration all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. Did you like how she wove these final pages together? Oh, how yeah. she ended this and just tied it in a little bow? Like, yeah. taking us to death row was spectacular. Oh, yeah. I thought we would have seen more of the trial um, or seen, you know, more of, like, his time in jail or anything like that. But we just flash forward from the opening statements to he, he's been in. I think at that point it had been, like, I don't know, what, 10, 15 years, something like yeah. that? Yeah. He was on death row for like 15 years or something yeah. like and 20 years, he, something like that. It was a significant amount of time. It was. And then, and then they were there on the death day and, and she's being, she's getting married the next day, which is just like, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what a way to move on. Um, I thought it was really well handled. Um, and I liked the escalation of, of time. Um, mm -hmm. it, it flowed very well with this type of book. Um, I honestly was a little surprised that he was convicted because I truly believed that she was trying to get him off, that she was trying and she was possibly going to be successful. And then we would find out what really happened. No, I, I didn't expect him to get the death penalty. I, I, I did. I figured he'd get, can, he could be convicted, but not death. I didn't see that coming. I, I definitely didn't see that she defended him the best she could because she was actually a murderer oh my gosh that's crazy i really think i mean i mean hindsight's 2020 this is after i've read it and everything mm -hmm. i really think that was her end goal mm -hmm. oh it was she, she says that she she, she, she played she has this everything meti meticulously planned out right okay so there's a few lines like there was one line at the, so when i started my re-listen and this is the only thing i want to say so when I started my re-listen, Geneva, you gave it away. Freaking page like four. It was wild. Where was okay, it? But she, but a lot of authors that are really good with this genre, they do give it away. And it's the point is that we don't know that they've given it away. So she's, they're kissing. Okay. And she, and he kisses her real deep and she looks at him lovingly and she goes, I'm thinking about calling it all off, but I have to go to work. Like, Calling what off? Yeah, I and was just thinking it was work. Me too at first, but now, now, now we so, know the truth. Final thoughts: Do you have any beefs with the book? April Goodreads. I don't have any beefs with it. I gave it a four and a half out of five, um, and and I I I think that's a good rating mm -hmm. for it. Um, I'm surprised this is a first time author and I'm, I'm really surprised that, that the care at which Geneva Rose was able to handle this kind so of plot, dual narrators. This is two books in a row that we've talked about multiple narrators with f first time authors. And it's not an easy thing just, to do. No, it, it just so good. So good. So good. Um, and I think that, the reason it doesn't get a five for me has more to do with that. This isn't my preferred genre than right. it has to do with the book itself. Um, yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, it's not your genre. It isn't. No. I'm surprised you liked it as much as you did though. Well, to be honest with you, I was talking to my other best friend, uh, Dawn. I know. I'm sorry. I love her too. I've loved her longer. You just have to be okay with that. I'm sorry. Um, I love you, Dawn, even though I don't know you. We've met her. I know. But uh, I just don't know her as well as you do. I know. Um, so I was talking to her yesterday and she had asked a question about pod. And Dawn's not like a real super big reader. 
somehow she's in two book clubs and she doesn't really like to read. Um, and Lessons in Chemistry is like one of the books they're going to be covering in book club. And she was asking me, you know, how the pod was going. And I was like, you know, I feel like even though I've always been a really proficient reader, I mean, reading has been my profession my entire mm -hmm. adult life. I was an English teacher and now I'm a librarian. But I it's feel It's your like, passion too. Like, right. But I feel like I've become books. a better, more rounded, well-rounded reader, definitely a more diverse reader. I'm not gravitating only to one genre. And the reason is because you put those books on the pod. I would absolutely not read historical fiction. So I would absolutely not. I would not have read this book that was so no. very good. There are um, so many of them that are like that. Like, yeah. um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. And I don't like every book that you pick for pod. Right. But same, but same. I, right. But I feel like if it weren't for pod, I would be reading my physical TBR, which is behind me right now, which is just all rom-coms. <laughs> right. But <laughs> it doesn't just, my writing's improved. Yeah. My writing has improved. Yeah. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I'm having a wider range. If it's yeah. more, I'm having more thoughtful we're having really thoughtful conversations. We and are talking about seeing, being... I think you're seeing good writing and bad writing as well. Yeah. And so you know what pitfalls to avoid. Right. And I know... It, and it's definitely helping me clarify my voice. Yeah, I think so. I would say definitely. your writing has gotten stronger too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You're still mad at me though. I am. But, you know, I love you. So it's fine. I'll read whatever you send to me. I always... You always do. So you, you want to talk about do. next week? Sure. Okay, so next week we are going to come back to TJ Clune and we're going to read Under the Whispering Door. Um, and another spoil, uh, another uh, trigger warning week, guys. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it because the uh, author's note at the beginning of this one is this story explores life and love as well as the loss and grief. I'll read the rest of it next week, but yeah. it's about death, which has been it's fun since I just experienced a huge loss in my life, but Word. I'm a little less than halfway through. I've got this adorable sprayed edges edition. Um, we loved, loved the house in the cerulean. Yeah. So TJ Clune, we're giving him a second go. So we'll talk yeah, about high it. hopes. Let's hope it doesn't disappoint. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Um, it and uh, then we will end the month in two weeks with this book, No One Left to Come Looking for You. Um, I'm excited to read that. This one's really kind of short. It's um, just a little over 200 pages. Yeah. So 210 pages. So I'm excited to read that. I saw that on TikTok. It mm -hmm. was, I, my, my book talk on my personal TikTok is a very wide range. Mm -hmm. I have nonfiction book talkers on there. I have horror. I have thriller. Right. Like I have my range of reading. Right. And that was one of the, that guy that I always send you the extreme horrors from. Uh -huh. That was one of his suggestions. This is a and horror? I, I thought it was. No, just, no. Oh. It's just a, the mildest book from his collections I've picked <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, and then in October, we have Tezzy back again, Francesca Zappia, our friend. And um, she's not talking about one of her books this time. She's going to read um, a spooky read with us. She likes spooky Dude, books. Dude, she's so excited. I know. She just tagged us on social media of her reading the book. Um, and I just was like, oh, I'm so excited. I really like her a lot. Like, she's a good person. And she's, she's a, fun. I mean, she's a friend and, of the dad. What'd you say? 
She's a friend of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm thankful to have her. She was our first author and she's she was been so loyal and keeps coming on again. So we'll do spooky books in um in October. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm really excited. She you know, she sent me, you know, she was giving away all those books on her social to teachers. Uh-huh. And she sent me one so I could give it to like the kids. Oh, and I Piper love that. Piper took it to her English teacher to bribe. <laughs> That's hilarious. She sent one to me too. I asked her if she would send one and we gave it away. Uh, we did a book tasting over the summer for the teens. Awesome. And so we had like all these different stations of these different books and um, mm-hmm. synopsis of the books and food and all these things. And um, she did, we did a door prize for the teens that came that's to give awesome. away. I think she sent us cats and jammer. So yeah, that's what I had. That's what yeah. I sent cats and jammer. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good book. Okay, Bessie, okay. we are just talking and bullshitting. Yeah. We, can we gotta go. Later. We can talk. We, we can talk later. Um, I got nothing else. No, I don't either. We'll see you. We'll see week. you guys next week. Bye, fuckers. Molly. <laughs> Molly. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, and not those of anyone else. Today's book was The Perfect Marriage by Geneva Rose. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is Sleep Sweetly by Brigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website, www.bookbestiespodcast.com. Until next time, besties, get lost in your favorite book.